On this week's episode of The Swearwolves, we go full bore gore, you whore. <laughs> we talk about Fulci's The Beyond and House by the Cemetery, 1981. The Swearwolves Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. And ladies and gentlemen, we're back with another episode, another fun-filled episode of the Swearwolves Horror Podcast. And this week, yes, indeed, returning back again. Triumphantly. Bootsy. Bootsy. How's it going? He drove home and came back a week later. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Get your ass home and then come back. (laughs) Bootsy. How's it going, bud? Oh, doing okay. Yeah. Do, did you enjoy your first uh, stint in the Swearwolves podcast? I did. I don't have anybody to talk about these movies with in my house. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. You did tell us that your wife is not a fan of horror movies, but uh, but you, you have us to listen to and you have us to talk to, at least for the next couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Yay! <laughs> Sucker. You can always contact us. How can they contact us, David? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to finish the episode early. <laughs> Done. Um. This week on the Swearwolves, we're going to be talking about two Fulci movies. Uh, yeah. Alan, do you want to give us a little insight behind your uh, impetus behind choosing these movies? Well, I think it's, I, I think it's kind of long overdue because he's one of those guys. He's considered the Godfather of Gore, and he did some of those like. Not him personally, but his his, his films. films. It is weird. We've been doing the show this long. And we haven't done a Fulci. We, we have not <laughs> done a Fulci. Yeah, I agree. And, long overdue. And he's kind of, I don't know what the right word would be. He's kind of infamous, I guess, maybe, because his movies are very memorable, but not always for the right reasons. But there are moments where it's just like, wow, like you can't believe what you've just seen. Yeah. And he's had influence over uh, guys like Tarantino, um, where uh, some of the elements from his movies, you can tell really influence a lot of filmmakers. Um, but he's one of those guys who really never got a lot of uh, respect for some of his other movies. He didn't do just horror. He did, you know, dramas and, and uh, um, some other non-horror movies. He was one of those guys that he died broke, right? I, I don't think he was broke. I, you know, I, I don't really know. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he died broken alone. Like he had kind of a you know, sad life. <laughs> he he did have he did have a sad life. He was kind of miserable. But uh, something that um, I thought was actually pretty nice in his actually his final year. Um, when did he die? He died in ninety six. It was ninety six. Early in that year, in January, they had the uh, the ninety six Fangoria Horror Convention, and that was in New York. And he was a guest there. And he was on by this time. He was on crutches. Um, he had a bad foot, but, 
uh, he had no clue, like no idea how popular how his movies, he was. Yeah, how popular his movies were were uh, were outside of Italy, and there were people just lined up out in you know out in the winter weather who were there to see him, and he was amazed, like he couldn't believe how many people were there to see him. Well, that's sweet. And it was like I guess there was a blizzard in New York in January, and like a bunch of people showed up just to meet him. Yeah, and he died two months later. Oh, yeah, probably because he was fucking up signing autographs all night long those people killed him <laughs> but mm-hmm. i mean he got a cold you know, yeah he's he's one of those pneumonia. guys that didn't he didn't really have a great life um you know he he how loved, old how old was he he was when he passed he's like in his 80s he was eight no he was only 68 oh wow wow yeah but he was, still he lived through italy in the fucking turbulent yeah, times in yeah. the 40s oh yeah he grew up during Mussolini. world war ii um but he loved art music and cinema um you know, and and that's that's what he did, uh, but he didn't he didn't have. He a was a contemporary of Argento, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah and he, he came. He was, and they had a bit of a rivalry. A little bit later, a bit of a rivalry, but um, they it also, was like a friendly rivalry. But towards the kinda, end, I, I was, think it, he they became more friendly towards Ar- the end of his career. Argento wanted to collaborate with. That's him. right. They were going to do a movie together, and it's never. Yeah, he, he died was, before it could be done. I yeah, think, right. He was already in ill health, but um, he's he's done eighteen comedies. But a lot of that stuff doesn't really get it a whole lot get of attention play here in in the states. I think he's right. more famous in the United States for horror. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he he did uh, Zombie or Zombie Two, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Uh, the <laughs> the quote unquote sequel to Dawn of the Dead. To Dawn of the Dead, which I think is the movie that I'm most familiar with of his. Um, who's that? Oh, talking about Zombie. Zombie. Yeah. Zombie. At first, yeah. it was like, Dawn of the Dead. I was like, that's not Fulci. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the how sequel. it was sold. The sequel, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, zombie, or Zombie 2, whatever you want to call it, uh, is uh, the movie that I'm most familiar with. Yeah, me too. By Fulci. Yeah. Um, and I hadn't seen these two films. Had you seen these two films, Bootsy? No, I hadn't seen a ton of Fulci. Like, I've seen bits and pieces of things. Yeah, but this was the first time I sat down. And I'm like, but I'm you know watching. his name. Oh yeah, yeah, because because everybody like, knows his name. Like you know that the the mm-hmm. the poster shot from Zombie, Zombie, with yeah. the worms, the worms in the eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had seen the uh, the Beyond before. Um, oh, okay. I actually yeah. own it. Um, uh, no, I went through a big phase like in the early 2000s where I was picking up a lot of Italian uh, horror films. So a lot of uh, Fulci, uh, a lot of Argento stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I, like I said, I wasn't too familiar, but I knew the name, obviously. I mean, you're in the horror uh, circle, if you will, or the, you know, the brotherhood, the brotherhood, brotherhood, you know, and, and sisterhood and sisterhood. Yes. And, and obviously traveling pants, obviously like zombie is, is is like most well-known one, but in the seventies, he did a lot of like, um, like giallo thrillers. All right. I can and, see that, and then yeah, that kind of evolved. Like Bay of Blood. Mm. And... Well, that was Bava. Oh, that's Mario. Bava. Yeah, Mario right. Bava did Bay of Blood, but um, he, I would say, Fulci was kind of like that in between Bava and Argento. Okay. Even though Argento and Fulci were doing films in the same decades, yeah, Argento's still doing them. But you know, well, so let's talk about these movies. So, The Beyond. And House by the Cemetery are the two films we're going to be talking about. Now, this was uh, part two and three of an unofficial trilogy that uh, Fulci made, um, the Gates of Hell trilogy. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Or, or something to that effect. The first one being um, City of the Dead. City, City what of it, the Living Dead. City. What is it called? City of the Living Dead. City yeah. of the Living Dead. We, we didn't watch that, so we're not going to review that. <laughs> 
Um, but we'll start with The Beyond. Now, both of these movies were actually, I think, filmed and released in 81? Filmed yeah. in, Both were filmed in 81, and then the States, I think one came out in like 83, and I think 84 for the other. Yeah, they were... Um, Something like they were that. they were done like almost simultaneously or back yeah. to back, and uh, but the beyond I guess technically is, comes first. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that movie. Um, this movie takes place in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, we open up with a sepia toned um, film of uh, back in the nineteen twenty seven. Yeah, early nineteen hundreds, nineteen twenty seven. And there's uh, an artist who's painting, and uh, there's a woman who's given a book. And you hear a voice of another woman like telling her like this book has some shit that's been written <laughs> down in it for like 400 years. And then there's these guys um, with torches. Basically a mob, a lynch mob. Yeah, a lynch mob going very slowly through the bayou. Paddling <laughs> 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 along with paddling. torches. With the torches. get there eventually. <laughs> but they're paddling along and uh, they're going to go <laughs> attack this guy. And they do. Um, and they fuck him up, and then they like basically crucify him they, to the wall. Do they burn his face with like hot wax, or what do they use? I thought it was burn plaster of Paris. I think, <laughs> pour, I think they pour wax on his yeah, face. Like they made a sculpture, or something. yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like hold That's on, it stand like. still. But it's it's like a whole tub of it, or like a, I don't yeah, know. They each like take turns throwing this shit on him. Yeah, yeah. Um, they nail him to the wall. They nail him yep. to the wall. They crucify him, and uh, yeah. When I saw those nails come out, I'm like, this is not going to end well <laughs> this for this is, guy. It's going to be bad. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I watched it together and she was like, nope, it's yeah. not. <laughs> no. But they believe he's a warlock. Yeah. 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 You don't get much out of that except yeah. for that there's these guys that are don't like you him. damned warlock. You have cursed this town. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. But now warlock. it's present day and uh, there's a gal who's uh, inherited this house Um for whatever reason and uh she's gonna it's it's, it's not a, hotel. a house it's, it's a, a hotel, hotel. yeah, yeah. I say that it looks like a house from the yeah. outside but it's definitely a hotel yeah. it's got different rooms and, and the room that he was in was room 36 yeah and, um, and the actress is Catherine mccall english actress and we'll see her again yep. yeah. she's house by the, the cemetery yep. um yes you're right she is an english actor you know something we've we've talked about this before in foreign films that we've done and especially this movie, Fulci didn't speak English. Right. And so he, this movie was filmed in Louisiana. Um, and the actors were all English speaking actors. And he basically directed them. Like he had an assistant director who spoke English and, and Italian. Yeah. Who would translate sometimes, but he directed them by basically miming. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. making faces. Playing and like charades hand, with hand them. Like two with syllables. Them. <laughs> <laughs> First syllable like. sounds like. <laughs> Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, what exactly? Yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, so you can imagine it was hard for him to direct, uh, that. And then the script, you know, was written probably in Italian and then had to be translated to English. Mm-hmm. And so there might be some weird, some of the dialogue's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for this movie, though, he didn't really have a script because there was a guy who was with the like New Orleans mm-hmm. uh, Chamber, like he was on the, the Chamber or, of Commerce or something. Yeah, Chamber of Commerce, like essentially gave them the license to shoot yeah. there, and he ended up working on the movie and translating for Argento because he spoke Italian. But when he came to the chamber and he said, "Here's the script of the movie," it was three pages. Yeah, <laughs> there, there was, it was some, like a big outline. Yeah, yeah. you're you're right. There was some uh, dialogue that was written. Um, and there was some dubbing prior, too. But there was that that's what I was gonna say. There 
these films, these Italian like horror films, it's like they a lot of people. We talked about this with um, Argento before, where people speak their native language, and then it's overdubbed anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so, like, you'll have a scene where it's an Italian person talking to an English person. They they're just waiting. To, Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, you just and, wait yeah. to for your turn to speak. Yeah, and then you speak, and then they they overdub everything. And yeah, even the English post. is dubbed. Yeah. 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 So this is all overdubbed. But I will say the version that I watched was the Grindhouse uh, re-release. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I watched too. And it was I, it was well done. Like I really liked. I didn't really mind the, the dubbing. Um, it didn't bother me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, no, I it didn't bother it, me. I either. found it to be just ordinary um but uh anyway regardless she inherits this house yeah um or this uh, uh hotel yeah so right off the bat you kind of get the idea like this this hotel is cursed because the guy that they killed uh back in 1927 he was he was, yeah he was doing a he was painting this painting and it's a very weird painting and um he they killed him because they they thought he was a warlock and that counted as a human sacrifice and and the woman that's reading the book like she sees a glimpse of hell because hell is opening up or something and well yeah she goes blind or yeah she she does go blind we find out that there are seven gates Gates of hell hell, and he found a key yeah and opened it up yeah and that's what that's what essentially this movie is about so this this hotel uh, in the basement is a gate to hell. Yeah. And it is said in the movie and in the book, um, the doctor reads this in the book later on, but that the dead will rise. Right. Once the gate is opened. And so that's what, that's what starts happening. Well, f- at yeah. first, like the plumber gets fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, a painter falls off a scaffolding. A scaffolding. painter falls yep. off a scaffolding. Um, the, the bell for room 36 keeps ringing. So there's kind of like a haunted theme to it. Yeah. It starts off as like a haunted house movie, but yeah. then it quickly turns. And then, and then when the, when the um, plumber mm-hmm. goes to the hospital and he's like laying there and they're like doing like some medical exam on him, there's another body next to him and they're, they're like looking at him. I did find it funny though, that going back when the, when the painter falls, yeah. the one dude gets so pissed off. He's like, how can someone fall from six feet? <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? How yeah, the scaffolding was very wide. I don't, yeah. I don't know how that. Yeah. That was kind it's of like, a funny fuck thing. You. Yeah. <laughs> how could someone fall? He's so angry. I'm like I've fall, fallen from six feet before. Yeah. <laughs> it fucking hurt. There's also like a strange, I didn't die, though. like a strange character, Martha, like, and her son, I think it's her son. Like, he's like really weird. Like, Oh, Arthur or author, they keep Arthur? calling him. Yeah. I think it was <laughs> oh, a mother. Wasn't it a mother and son? They work at the they work, they work at, at the hotel, hotel, basically. And she kind of inherited them as well. Yeah. Which They're is weird. Creepy. So he's yeah. really weird. And there's something like there's something weird about her. And and she, it's weird because she's like, you know, I made a path for Joe. Yeah. She's weird, but I don't know if we know why she's weird. She's just weird because she's fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like she has nothing to do with yeah, the gate a, of hell. I had a theory about why she was weird, and then something happens later. I was like, "Well, nope, nope." Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, think it looks like in that scene, like her and Joe have this weird sort of glance, and I'm like, "So they're oh. fucking, or, or they're, they're in conspiring. cahoots?" Yeah. I, mean, I yeah. think I think she led like not like we're gonna give it away, but I think she led Joe to his death. Maybe because yeah. she tells she tells, but doesn't she die too? Yes, she yeah. dies. She gets killed. But here's and but here's something that happened is when she finds Joe's bodies down there, she has no reaction. 
But yeah, that's what David is insinuating. Like yeah. he thought, like, oh, that same thing. But then later on, she gets killed, and she's like fucking terrified. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I think when when she does find she finds another body, and she's like surprised because it's coming out of the water. Remember? Yeah. It's Joe. Yeah. It's Joe. Joe comes back to he's a zombie. Yeah. But but she has no reaction to it. But she finds another body. No. When when Joe comes back, mm-hmm. that's when she like freaks out because Joe kills her. Yep. Right. No. That's later. But oh. I'm talking about when she goes down to the basement. She doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't. Yeah. She, she doesn't, doesn't react to Joe's body initially. But yeah. she finds another body, and then she and has that's, a reaction. Yeah. That's and why that's Schweck. Yeah. It's just that that kind of thing is like there's a lot of like red herrings. Yeah. Of mm-hmm. how this movie's gonna go. Right. But. You know, one one thing that I thought was kind of cool was, um, so Joe's wife and mm-hmm. daughter go to visit him at the, the hospital. Morgue. Like, at the and morgue. Like, the and morgue. Like, and the, yeah. and the and wife just walks in like she owns the place. Like, like, yeah. She's like, get go the straight, fuck out of here. Go straight to the body. <laughs> she kicks yeah. the door down. She's, she's like, like let, let me see I this mean, fucker. <laughs> gets him dressed for his funeral, just like funeral directors do. She's like slitting the clothes up the back so you can fit it around the body. Yeah. Yeah, well, and she's doing this in the morgue. Like, yeah, yeah someone else will take care of this. Yeah. It's okay. And then the mom like screams because, I don't know, she sees something. And she slips and she falls and then a vat of acid dumps on her face. And she does absolutely nothing to avoid the acid falling on her face and then her daughter comes in also does nothing to like move mom out of the way just sits there and watches her and then the funeral happens and everybody's at the funeral for joe and the mom and they're all like oh well tough on you girl and they all take off i'm glad you brought that up like i was thinking about that too if you hired like a contractor to like paint your house or something and you you fell off and died would you go to his funeral yes yeah if i hired a contractor and he died at my house yes i would go to his funeral and here's another thing here's another thing where's all the police the, there's yeah. no cops yeah, it's louisiana i know there's no cops <laughs> they're all in fucking mardi gras but <laughs> never throwing, throwing beads nevertheless uh, <laughs> but, I, but flashing I, their boobs but what I, what I thought was funny about that is so this little teenage girl the redhead right mm-hmm. yeah. she's at the funeral and like the pastor's like oh, tough on you well, everybody gives her hugs and everybody takes off and see she's, ya <laughs> i'm an i'm an orphan now <laughs> yep. and they all leave her alone and then she looks at the camera and she's blind now Yep. Yeah, she's got the what we skipped white over, eyeballs. That's, yeah, she's got the white eyeballs like Emily. Right. Yes, yes. I was going to go back to Emily okay. real quick. But I just wanted to do that because that's the end of that storyline, by the yeah. way. That red-haired mm-hmm. girl, like... That's pretty much it until... Yeah. Until, until the end. Until, the until later, yeah. Until the end. But like you, we don't ever see her. So that's yeah. another like red herring type right. thing. Like, oh, this is going to happen. Is this girl like a demon well, now? I yeah. guess that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. The uh, the main the main girl. What's her name? Emily. Liza. Oh, Liza. 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 Yeah. Liza meets with Emily, and Emily's got this German Shepherd like seeing eye dog. Mm-hmm. Did it remind me of? Uh, have you seen Step Brothers? Yeah, it reminded me of ago. the dog Cinnamon. Remember the blind man across the street? Cinnamon down. <laughs> Can I come over later and feel your face? <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> the Emily, she knows her way around this area like the back of her hand, right? And I thought it was funny when she meets uh, Liza for the first time. She's like, I've been looking for you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're blind. You haven't been looking <laughs> right. for anything. Yeah, it seemed like Liza should have been the one to say that line. Like, I've been look, uh, I've been Search. searching for you. <laughs> yeah. But she warns uh, Liza. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Don't fuck with that place. Liza's like, you're a fucking tool. You're blind. <laughs> you're blind. You can't even what see. You know? You're blind. You you're, might as well. You're an invalid. What are you, dumb? Yeah, your opinion is invalid. <laughs> Just like your eyes. <laughs> and so. And then it turns into Zatoichi. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, I'm blind, but not stupid. You need to get out of there. And she's like, yeah, whatever. Fuck off. Well, the doctor who came and was like, 
took care of the fall, mm-hmm. fallen the handyman. Yeah, yeah, Dr. John McCabe. Yeah, he's he's like he's like I know everybody in this town. And she's like, "What about the blind girl?" And she's like, he's like, "There's no blind girl that Who? lives there." Um and she's like, "I swear to god, she gave me this fucking book or she she had this book or whatever." Yeah. And he's like, "You're nuts. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no blind girl that lives there." So now we're like, okay, who the fuck is this blind girl, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the blind, it's the girl from the beginning. Yeah. Right. That was getting shown the book. Right. So she's been around. I mean, she should be way should older be, than, yeah. <laughs> than what she is, right? Yeah. But she's been around. Liza sees the book in a bookshop. She goes into there. It's not the book. There's a creepy book owner. Again, another red herring because you're like, oh, a creepy book owner. He's going to have some knowledge and he's just like reading the Sunday funnies and laughing uncontrollably <laughs> yeah, for yes. no reason. And he's like, that book's been here for two years. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that happens but i want to come back to it uh later in our reviews but basically um emily we find out that emily's been to the other side and she doesn't want to go back mm-hmm. and so uh her dog is protecting her from uh the demons or not demons the zombies that are coming after her these dead that are starting to rise and uh the dog comes back and sits by her side and she's like, Oh, thanks for saving me. And the dog's like, fuck you. And he bites her throat out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Her throat is apparently made out of playing cards that are being shuffled and celery. Well, (laughs) whatever. It was cool. Uh, So she dies. And then like the, the dead just start rising and the doctor and uh, Liza are navigating through all this dead and they're at the hospital and the doctor like runs out of bullets like three times. Yeah. yeah. His gun has a lot of bullets to begin with. Well, and, yeah, and a lot of bullets, out. then it's he like runs out, game. and then he shoots again. But yeah. yeah. Like he just has to point have, like, down. A pocket full of. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also like he never learns. It's like he shoots the first one, like in the chest, in the arm. Yeah. It doesn't go down, and he shoots it in the head. You figure he's going to know. From now on, yeah. you're going to nope. shoot in the head? No. Yeah, no. Not he's even just close. learning about zombies. Come on. Give the guy a break. <laughs> <laughs> so they're running through getting attacked by zombies that are coming to life in the, in this morgue or this hospital, they go through the door and all of a sudden they're in the basement of the hotel. Yeah. Yep. Which, which mm-hmm. is like really fucked up by the way. Like it's flooding. Like, yeah. Where and, the fuck is all this water coming? Yeah. From? And that's been a problem since the beginning. That's why Joe, the plumber was called in the first place yep. yeah. because the water hadn't even been turned on. That weird guy, Arthur, like early in the film, like try to go down there and like patch up that wall and he gets killed. Yep, he is gets Arthur done. the guy who gets all the tarantulas on his face? No, no. that's, that's Martin Avery. So, that's the bookstore. Uh, uh, that's the guy who, or, that's the guy who's helping her remodel yes, the place. Yeah. He's a friend of Liza and he goes there to find blueprints. Like he's looking into it because um, the other guy, the doctor is like the skeptic. Yeah. But Martin Avery is like, you know, he's like, we're going to make a game room and we're going to do this. And so he wants the old original <laughs> yeah. blueprints and he finds them and he's like shocked by it. And then I want, but I want to talk about, off the I want to talk about this stuff in a second. Okay. Okay. I want to go back and hit yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the special effects in a second. Okay. I just want to get through the ending. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, they, 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 they're they back in the basement. They're like, what the fuck? We're in this basement. Now where uh, Arthur was trying to patch up has broken yeah. away. That's the gate. Mm-hmm. And they go through the gate. Yeah. It's very bizarre, like fun house almost where they, they go somewhere and then they're back at square one. It's like, what the hell? Like, yeah. They're, yeah. They're in the hospital. Like they're maze. in the morgue. And now they're in the basement. Yeah. It's like they used a warp whistle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they, <laughs> they're like, we're in level eight. Yeah. Um, then they go through the the gate, right? Mm-hmm. And they enter the beyond. Yep. Yeah. They're in like a supernatural wasteland. Well, it's, it's the painting. Yeah, yeah, it's the painting. And 
That's, and they turn one way and they're yeah. looking for a way out and everything is just like And then they eternal. turn back and their eyes are yeah, clouded over. Yeah, they get the over. white contact lenses, yep. boom. And that's the end of the movie. Now, I wanted to go back because mm-hmm. I think, you know, what Alan alluded to earlier is that Fulci is the uh, godfather of gore yeah. or his films mm-hmm. are. And I think uh, to talk about it during the film or during the synopsis of the film wouldn't give it credit enough. So I think it's important that we go back and we talk about some of our favorite uh, yeah. death scenes yeah. in this. Um, one of mine was when um, Emily got the dog. The dog mauling her. her. Yeah. Just that tore, was a great one. Just tore her throat. That, mm-hmm. that surprised me. And the blood the like gushes too, doesn't it? Well, that's yeah. the thing about these Italian films is the blood. They don't skimp on the blood. They don't no. skimp on the blood and, and the blood very is red. very red. Yeah. Um, that's an Argento thing. Yep. Um, that's a Fulci, Fulci thing. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know, I haven't looked too much into, well, I think it's probably to make it more cartoony instead well, of to make it, instead of making it look real, like blood looks, it makes it look. No, I fake. think they were going for realism, but um, yeah, sometimes it comes across as like, it's so graphic. Maybe it does look cartoony. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but it's cool. but not in a bad way. Not in a no, bad no, way. No, 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 no. And I'm not saying cartoony like it's yeah. a bad cartoon. I'm just saying it, it makes it less real. Yeah. So that way you could get like a R rating instead of like an X rating. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um. But uh, that was my favorite uh, death. I think. Um, what was yours, David? Do you have um, any memorable one from this? Is it uh, special uh, effects? I can't remember wise? who it was, but doesn't somebody have their eyeball pop out? Yeah. That, oh. That's, that's a Fulci that, trademark is that's, the eyeball. That's that was the girl. Every movie. That no, was, no, that's Joe. When he goes down to the basement. Joe. He gets his, uh, he gets his eyeball torn, but there's another this was, one this was from the, behind. This oh, was, yeah. I know the one you're talking about. So, wasn't this the woman, the Arthur's sister or whatever, who gets the, the, right, the finger in the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and the nail in the back so of the head. So the nails on the... There's two nails on the wall from when uh, Schweck was, was crucified. And then, um, yeah, Joe... Grabs her head. Grabs her head. And shoves it into the nail. And this is why I believe because she led him through there. I think she knew something about the curse or whatever or the gates of hell. Mm-hmm. And maybe she was like a bargain and I to think, get it to open and they turned on her. And I think I think like she was like Martha was like so miserable. Like she was just a miserable like evil character that she wanted the gates of hell to open. Yeah, maybe. So I think she sent Joe down there to like get things going or something. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, she's... He stuck her, <laughs> and she's like, "Joe, you're supposed to be in the morgue. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, Joe. get out of here. Oh, let but go of my head." That scene was so brutal, where like the eyeball just comes out, oh. and it was just like, "Holy shit!" And then, and the scene where Joe dies um, was also eyeball, another eyeball scene. Where yeah, like I, the, I think he pops the eyeball out of his, yeah, his yeah, finger, kind of gouges out his. But eye. But then even the tarantula eats the one guy's eyeball out and yeah. pulls yeah. the like the lens out. Dude, like, and then there's there's scenes with like his actual mouth. Yeah, and, yeah. that tarantula scene though was really long. Yeah. Well, I will I say it, this. About, I was okay with it, but <clears throat> I will say this about tarantulas. These, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. was some the, like fake dancing and, pictures. Yeah, yeah, fake and real ones. There yeah. was some real. There were some real ones. But but I, ones but, I thought it was good for the time. Yeah. Well, this is what I'll say is like I really enjoyed the the effects. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were clearly effects. They, you know, there was times where you're like. All right. Yeah. Like the, the throat mean, ripping was awesome. But yes, it was. But there was a lot of um, death scenes, and I noticed this in both movies. Actually, a lot of a lot of scenes that just go on. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they they're a long drawn That's out true process. Too. Yeah. And I think what they're doing though is instead of making them quick scenes, 
they're showcasing the gore. Right. And that's what these movies are trying right. to do. They're trying exactly, to be like, yeah. we're the gore movies. These are the gore fest movies. Um, you know, the story is good, but look at this death scene. Yeah. This is what you're going to be talking about. You're going to be talking about the nail through the back yeah. of the head. Mm-hmm. You're going to be talking about the tarantulas pulling the guy's right. tongue apart and pulling the lens and, of his eyeball out. And I think, <laughs> And I think that's what keeps a lot of these movies very relevant and very influential um, and you know, people will acknowledge like, you know, it's not really big on story and it's more like Brett, like you said, it's more like a showcase. Mm-hmm. It's more like a, uh, it's more like you're watching like a highlight reel yep. of like gore effects and mm-hmm. you're kind of just waiting for the next one. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and they're, they're always trying to top yeah. the, the, the previous one. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so it's like, Oh, how are they going to ki- What creative way? It's like, you yeah. know, um, these uh, slasher movies that came out in the seventies uh, and eighties. Yeah. Uh, it's like, what creative way yeah. are we going yeah, to kill can, yeah. these people? They're always something about these Italian filmmakers is like, they'll take something. So you have Hitchcock way back in the day. And then you have these other filmmakers. They take what Hitchcock did, but then they, they spice it. They spice it up. Yeah. They put some bam. And then by <laughs> bam, yeah. So emerald that. Shit. So throughout the seventies, you had these these mystery horror giallos, but then you also had a lot of blood in them. Yep. And then by the late seventies and the early eighties, like America started doing slashers, and then before you knew it, they're all trying to one up each other. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think like this Fulci was taking, well, I mean, definitely a cue from Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in this now, yeah. okay, so. I'm going to get to talking about my review then on this. Um, The Beyond. I thought that this movie works really well if you did a pairing of this and Dawn of the Dead. Because I feel like this movie is more of a prequel to Dawn in the sense that it shows us how the dead start come to life yeah yeah Yeah. and then if you paired it with dawn of the dead like there's a great double bill because you got you got this like whole like oh it starts out as a ghost story and all this other kind of shit but then all of a sudden the dead rise and there's no victor right Mm -hmm. all of a sudden the dead are walking around they leave the hospital they're stuck in the fucking beyond and then you go to dawn yeah and if you go to romero's dawn of the dead and it's like the dead are around well now we know why now we know why and yeah. how these mm-hmm. dead came to life. And I thought that that would be such a great pairing. I actually really liked this movie. Yeah. Um, I was entertained. I liked the story, actually. I didn't mind the story. That I mean, the dialogue is a no, little cheesy or yeah, whatever, but but it's to be expected. Yeah. Um, the story's decent. Like, it's yeah. good. It just, I just don't think it flowed very well. Um, and that's something about Fulci movies. I love Fulci. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But the, like... I know going into a Fulci movie, like I'm looking for effects. Like, yeah. I'm looking for a good time. Yeah. So the story is always like, uh, I know it's, you know, it's going to be either like basic or like, you know, it, it's not the expected star or yeah. The exactly. story is not the, the point of the movie, but I, but again, I like the story. Yeah. I like the effects. I yeah. really thought obviously that's the star. Um, the acting, I mean, the, the overdubbing was fine in this, yeah. in this version. Sometimes and, the acting was hit and miss, but. And this, um, copy that I watched was very clean. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they had to restore it or whatever. I think they did restore it, but yeah. it was a very clean version of it, and it looked fabulous. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go really high for me on okay. this. I'm gonna give it a four. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. 
Um, so that's that. Nice. Um, I also like this movie. So I own this one. The things I liked about it, a lot of things we already touched on. I thought the gore was really cool. Um, I love that it's set in New Orleans and it has a very southern kind of New Orleans feel. I thought the city itself yeah. uh, added a lot to. Well, in the yeah. city of New Orleans is it's just cool well, and kind of kind of haunted creepy. and creepy. Yeah. yeah, and there were some scenes where they're at a restaurant and there's a band and stuff. Yeah, like, you know what's so funny about that restaurant though? That's the 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 doctor gets a phone call from the hospital. Like, how'd they know he was at that restaurant? <laughs> yeah. He tells them wherever he's going. Real real quick before you go any further. Uh, Fabio Frizzy? Oh, Frizzy? Fabio Frizzy, yeah. Frizzy? The score was yeah. awesome. That was the next thing I was going to say. I'm sorry. Dude, I'm sorry. I took it away from you, but I had intro, to mention it. Okay. I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> you like, sons of bitches. No, I'm sorry. No, the, the score. Well, I'll, 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 I'll say it later, but yeah. go ahead. Keep going. I just wanted no, to mention that in my review. That's why no, I also my, I gave it. My review is, it's good. What did you have particularly about the score? No, no. Keep going. No, no, no. No, no. Because you're going to get into it. Am I? Well, I just thought the score was interesting. It was haunting. It had a cool theme. Yeah. Uh, I just thought the music all around added a lot to the mood. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's. Uh, I, I just thought it was very memorable, but not in a way that distracted from the movie. I thought right. it just enhanced. Yeah, uh, what yeah. we were seeing on and screen. And it also had like I remember because I watched this with the subtitle subtitles on again. Yeah. Um, and it's like um, spooky music yeah. with a beat is what Ooh. it said <laughs> in the quotations. And I was like, right. this is spooky yeah, music with a beat. That and it does accurate. give you that kind of like um, Friday 13th Part 3 disco, Jason. The disco theme, yeah. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it, it's got like a... But then it's like... You can put that in to any of your songs. Absolutely. Free advice. Add a little funk. Yeah. The only thing I really didn't like about the movie was I thought the acting... Uh, some of the acting was kind of poor and some of the dubbing was weird and just the, some of the dubbing delivery of the way some of the lines were spoken I thought yeah. was a, a mm-hmm. little jarring and a little a little yeah. annoying um, but overall I do enjoy this movie, uh, film I didn't I didn't like it as much as you but I did give it a three, so three. I liked it yeah um, I own this movie and the first time I watched it like I don't think I was ready for it and I thought like you know I was kind of just like it seemed like some scenes dragged, you know, or some scenes like I was just kind of like, you know, I don't know. But every time I've watched it since, and I've had it for many years, and there's been times where like I've actually sold it and bought it back and sold it and bought it back <laughs> for like many years. Um, but I, I currently own it and I'm keeping it. And this most recent viewing, I was watching it and I couldn't believe like how hyped I was. So we mentioned the score at the beginning where the events are unfolding to this guy and they kill him and he's a sacrifice, like, you know, unbeknownst to this mob, he actually counts as a sacrifice according to like this rule of like the seven gates of hell. According to devil rules. Yeah, or something. And like I make my own rules. And and this and this this blonde, this beautiful blonde girl is reading this book, and then all of a sudden these flames shoot out, and then it's a title card. And it's like the music kicks in. It's mm-hmm. like, fuck, like this is rad, yeah. you know? And the score was awesome. And and uh, the ending score where they're, you know, they're stuck in this like wasteland and it starts playing and it it's fucking rad. Like, I just love the score in this film. Um, I think it was voted as like the 11th it's best It's considered score. one of the best film scores or horror. Horror scores. film it's score of a, all time. And, yeah. and he's a he's a veteran composer too, but... Um, yeah, and he did the music for the previous movie. 
Um, City of the Living City Dead. City of the Living Dead. And Brett, I love what you said because it's something else that I never thought of in my previous viewings when I was younger. Like when I first saw this movie, I think it was in my early 20s. And I was like, ah, oh, it's okay. You know, but when I saw it, this most recent viewing, I was like, you know what? Like, I kind of got that idea. Like this, you could watch another zombie movie and have them relate to each other. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Easily. it's almost never ending. And it's like the fact that they're like same era. Dawn was 78. And this um, was 81. So they're this like was right 81. there. Yeah. And you know, you can do it with. Yeah. It feels like the same universe. Yeah. You yeah. can do it with zombie. You can do it with. Yeah. You can watch um, all three of those films like in a row. Yeah. And I think if you put the beyond first. Um, yeah. You could watch all three of those movies in a row and and be happy. Like Night, you couldn't do that because it was made in the sixties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and uh, Dawn was ten years later, so the style is different. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it makes for a really great foundation. You could throw you could throw Day in there too. Yeah, you could throw mm-hmm. Day because that was yeah. what 84? 85. 85. 85. So yeah, Day was like years later, and it's still happening. Yeah. And you know, by by day they're all in bunkers. Yeah, it would be great to have that as like a box set, almost like <laughs> yeah. like those movies yeah. that are different filmmakers, but like. But that was it's it's really it's really fun to consider this like almost like a foundation of where it all started. Yeah, you know, like you could go by Return of the Living Dead and think that it's like a military experiment, like uh, yeah. you know, gases released or whatever, you know. But I really love the idea of like the seven gates of hell open up, and you know, this is how it all started. Yep, I, I would say it's it's probably my favorite Fulci movie or one of my favorites. Um, the only thing that I would really uh, knock some points off for is I really love the intro and I love like the last like 20 minutes, but in between the movie, I'm really looking for those effects, Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and, and I follow the story and you know, the story's there. Um, I just don't think it flows very well. Um, and yeah, some of the acting isn't that great. But, you know, in that defense also, at the same time, uh, a lot of these filmmakers did use um, extras and like people who really didn't have any experience uh, or, you know, models or whoever. Like, you know, it wasn't always like, you know, experienced actors. So I recognize that as well, where, you know, the acting was hit hit or miss. But uh, uh, Catherine McCall was great. What's your rating? <laughs> I know I could go on and on about no, this movie, but I love the effects. I I give it three and a half. Three and a half for you, Bootsy. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a hard time. I like foreign films. I'm always of the uh, camp uh, sub, not dub. Yeah. So this immediately I had a hard time with because even though I can read lips and I know they're speaking English. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're dubbing their own lines over themselves badly. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, this is better than Shaw Brothers, but it's <laughs> just bugging me. So it made it uh it made it really difficult for me to just get pulled into the world. Mm. I mean, you know, I understand like the significance of it, so I think so I appreciate it because of that, but I think it's one of those movies like for me that's like psycho, I waited far too long to see it. Mm-hmm. So when I by the time I got to it, it didn't hit me as much. So it immediately, it's just ringing hollow because I've seen everything that built on top of this Mm -hmm. and it was a harder sell. Like I still liked uh, bits of it, but at a certain point I'm watching this and it's becoming MST3K. So I'm just like thinking of (laughs) jokes about stuff that's going on in the movie. Uh Um, Like there's a bit where 
uh, the doctor, he goes to break into the house, which he goes to see Emily and it's abandoned. And he picks up, which we see the shears and they're rusty, but then you see the handle and they're brand new. And I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on in this movie? <laughs> and like the zombie in the morgue, when the guy puts the, 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 the ECG on his head to test oh, brain yeah, waves yeah. for <laughs> reasons. And you see the zombie blink. I'm like, Porn stash. You don't need to check whether or not he has brain waves. He's obviously <laughs> alive. Yeah. Um, and I did a little bit more research. I know like what Fulci's going for, but he had this weird response because critics had a real hard time with this movie when it came out. And he says, people who blame the Beyond for its lack of story have not understood that it's a film of images, which must be received without any reflection. They say it's very difficult to interpret such a film, but it's easy to interpret a film with threads. Any idiot can understand Molinaro's La Caja Fall or Carpenter's Escape from New York, while The Beyond or Argento's Inferno are absolute films. And I get what he's saying, that it's you're building on images, and that's what film is inherently for. But at the same time, you know, when you get to like films like Suspiria, which are super, you know, image intensive and Mm -hmm. you go further on and you get stuff like Mandy and beyond the black rainbow, which obviously build off of that. And I love Mandy. It's amazing. Yeah. I could not get into the beyond and I don't know what (laughs) he's saying in that quote. I'm like, I get what you're saying. This movie did not sell that to me. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, just because of its significance in the genre, I'm going to give it a two, but I don't think I'm going to go back and watch it again mm-hmm. anytime soon. Um, but well, yeah. who asked you? Um, <laughs> you did, you jackass. <laughs> oh my God. He sounds like me. <laughs> uh, uh. No, uh, you know, I appreciate what you're saying. And, you know, so that's a 3.125. If you're following keeping at track home. at home. Yeah. Um, I appreciate what you're saying, uh, Boots. And, and, you know, I don't disagree with some of your, criticism in fact Fulci's comment there i think seems a little pretentious mm-hmm. because that's I what i was thinking when you were reading i was like mm, you sound yeah i don't yeah. think it should be held in in a regard you know it's it's not it's not a visual i mean it's visual as far as like what alan was talking about like it's it's visually to say hey look at what we can do with special effects i think yeah. it does have its moments like absolutely like it it is a visual spectacle for sure um, I just think critics may have had a hard time with like critics are assholes. No, I yeah. know. I mean, you know, they, yeah. Fucking Roger Ebert. You, you know, if there's one person that I fucking, I mean, he's dead now, but fuck that guy. It's like, careful. Yeah. <laughs> he's, I know what? he's dead, but fuck him. And, and his fucking take on horror films because he, although he did give child's play like three and a half stars. He gave the devil's rejects four. I think. Yeah. Okay. But Child's Play, you're going to give three and a half stars. And it's like, that movie fucking sucks. I'm sorry. Like, spoiler alert, if we ever review that movie, I'm not going to give it three and a half fucking heads, all right? I also won't be doing that. <laughs> but but then he says stuff like, um, he talks shit about, I think, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. He talks shit about... Well, his um, original, like, he, when he did The Thing and Alien, he gave them really terrible reviews. Yeah. But then he went back and reviewed them Oh, later. of course, <laughs> because everybody fucking likes it. And he's like, well, wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. You're a Don't fucking hate. idiot. Go yeah. go back and write your fucking Beyond the Valley of the Dolls fucking bullshit movie. And you know, I'm you sure. You fucking piece of shit. I'm sure there's many other movies <laughs> like that are really good. <laughs> but 
really didn't get Jeez. a lot of recognition because they're kind of so <laughs> underground or whatever that he should he should have gone back and you know like I don't agree with a lot of shit that he says either. Like, no, he's an asshole. You know, and oh, just because something's popular, you're going to change your fucking view. Like, yeah, fuck and you. you know what? Like, just because he's dead, I'm not going to be nice to him. He's a fucktard. <laughs> he was a fucking arrogant asshole, yeah. and he didn't he didn't like the horror genre, horror genre because he thought it was all schlock, and he thought it he thought they hated women. You know, he was uh, very like. Oh no, that was Gene. Like that was both. No, it was both. That was both of them. They did a whole fucking episode uh, of fucking Siskel and Ebert about it. But you're right, Gene Siskel, another fucking asshole, and he's dead too. Yeah, fuck that guy. Well, you know what? (laughs) We we totally forgot about. Hope he's in the fucking beyond. (laughs) But dude, (laughs) he's one of those cloudy eyes in the mud. Real quick, because yeah. I like I swear to God, I feel like a little kid uh, just talking about the beyond. Like yeah. I, I could rate it more, but yeah. I, I won't. I'll leave it alone. But you already rated it. No, I yeah. know. <laughs> but no, but here's the thing. Uh the scene where they're back at the hospital and the the fucking the the other doctor guy, the guy with the mustache. Yeah, oh, the, yeah. And the glass breaks and the fucking glass, and the glass goes shows going to his face. face. That yeah, was yeah, yeah. dope. That, dude. Was, that, was awesome. that was really cool. And then one more, the fucking headshot on the kid. Oh. Oh, I, fuck oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That yeah. was dope, dude. I love it. I love practical effects. Yeah. Um, I but the way they did it, it was so quick. It was like, holy shit! Like yeah, that one, yeah, that, I loved. That, like, that, that was, was dope, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we'll move beyond <laughs> this movie. Oh. We're gonna move to a house by a cemetery. That's mm. unfortunate. The house by the cemetery or house by the cemetery House by the cemetery and the same actress Catherine McCall yep she's she the... can't catch a break <laughs> nope <laughs> no she's stuck with Fulci also and and also uh Arthur is back in this movie uh-huh. too he plays the uh, nebbish fucking uh same sweaty guy yeah. just with a tie and a tweed coat yeah again with the fucking red herrings yeah. on this fucking well and Joe the plumber comes back in this one too does he? Who's he's he Doctor Freudstein or whatever? Oh, oh is he? fuck! <laughs> yeah, Dr. fucking Freudstein. Did you guys? Did you guys notice Fulci in the movies? Yeah, he's in. He's in. I know in the Beyond, he's the guy who's running the records office, who leaves the architect alone. Yeah. Oh, is that him? Yeah. Okay. And then he's in this movie talking to uh, talking to uh, Norman. Norman in the streets of. Uh, oh, Boston. that's him at the beginning. That's him mm. at the beginning. All right, so let's. Let's talk about this movie. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> I fucking was, hate this kid. Yeah. I do too. That was one of my fucking and you know, beefs. <laughs> and, and yeah, this this kid's Italian. Yeah. This, oh, yeah. He didn't speak English. For the audience, there's uh, the, the there's main, a family. There's a family. There's Norman, who's the dad. There's the mom who's Lucy. Lucy. Very we gotta make a an American name for this family. Uh, Bob. <laughs> The kid's name is Bob. That's an American name. Have you ever known a child named Bob? That's That's what I was thinking. Bob is your accountant. He's your plumber. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's like Bobby. Bob's, but at some point they had to be a kid. But when you're a kid, you're a Bobby or Robbie or or even Robert. Robert. That's what I was going to say. You could be a Robert. You could be a. We have a friend named Bob. Yes. And he was always Bob. No, before like I knew him as Bobby for a long time. I mean, I met Did him you? in the seventh grade. Oh, I always knew him as I called him bitch ass Bob, but uh, <laughs> but basic bitch ass Bob. A lot of people do bitch ass Bob, but yeah, he was always Bob. But yeah, you're right. Growing up, I had friends named uh, you know I either called him Robert or Robbie or Bobby Robbie even. or Bobby. Now you're a David. Yeah. Did they call you Davy? Uh, 
only if they wanted to get punched. (laughs) Or if he was dressed like one of the monkeys. (laughs) My grandpa calls me Davey, um, but I'm also a junior, which is interesting. So, like, my dad's always been Dave, and I've always been David. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. But if you call me Dave, I'm fine. But don't call me DJ. But I don't like Davey. DJ. Uh, My great-grandma, R.I.P., she was the only person who called me DJ. What about Deej? No. (laughs) (laughs) Deej Tanner. I'm going to call you Deej. Deej. DJ Tanner in the house. <laughs> there is a uh, DJ named DJ, DJ Tanner. Tanner? Yeah. How, how creative. Yeah. Fucking asshole. How original. Him and fucking Roger Ebert. <laughs> but anyway, fucking Bob. Bob's like a little kid. He's like seven or eight years old. Wait, I love the way this movie starts. And out. he's a bitch. Did you guys both have to, or all three of you, did you have to check to make sure you didn't start the movie in the middle? Yeah. I rewound. I was like, oh, no. I missed it. Because it just starts. Yeah, yeah it, it just does starts. just start. Yeah. Well, and for me, like, I don't know if it was just the version that I was watching. At a certain point, like the the, it looked like video. To be fucking honest, when I started watching the movie, and I thought I somebody that it was actually porn or something because it's really bad and there's boobs in the first minute yeah, of the boobs movie right away. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. It starts in the house. It starts mm-hmm. very slow. In the house by the cemetery. Yeah. And then it suddenly like changes stuck. And it's like, okay, this was shot differently. So mm. I don't know if this was done really, really early or really, really late with Fulci's nephew on a Casio keyboard in the background. <laughs> um, I, w- I will say this. The score was done by a different person. It wasn't done by uh, Freezy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, okay, so it starts off, there's this house by a cemetery. And it's in uh, New England somewhere. Where is Massachusetts. it? Massachusetts. It's in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. And... Um, it's uh, it's a cool looking house. It like, is I'd, cool. I'd live yeah, there. It's cool. Even if it had the cemetery yeah, next to too. it, I'd yeah. be like, "Fuck yeah, yeah, give me some ghosts, bring them on, bitches." <laughs> um, and uh, there's this lady, and she she looks like she just got done fucking. Yeah, she's putting her shirt mm-hmm. on, and she's all she's uh, banging a dude named yeah. Steve. Yeah, Steve, 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 Steve. Is that you, Steve? Steve. <laughs> um, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but uh-huh. I know all of the characters' names in this movie because they say all of them about a thousand <laughs> fucking times. I only know yeah. Bob and Bob, Norman. Because, Bob, yeah, Bob Norman. sticks all the time. Lucy, Lucy, Lucy. <laughs> Lucy, I forgot, honestly. <laughs> Not um, the character. But uh, but she's looking for whoever just gave her the dock. Steve. Steve, yeah. Steven? And then she gets got by some fucking grotesque looking thing but we don't really see it but we kind of see the hand kind of see it yeah. yeah and the hands all fucked up and then it drags her bloody body um somewhere and then she we that, that the opening yeah. i thought that opening was actually pretty cool yeah was, but it was, was very cool. slasher yeah, like alan cool. said yeah. it opens up very much like a slasher and then it, it does turn and it's not a slasher anymore then yeah. it's like a it's ghost kind of a ghost story, story. yeah it's very <laughs> amityville horror yeah, yeah. um yeah. at some point in this movie but um, Bob, <laughs> this fucking, this kid's got big lips too. This kid. <laughs> Dude, yeah. my first note says Bob, Bob, Bob. Little kid's name is Bob. Creepy kid with big lips. Yeah. We are on Mick zero. Jagger looks at this page. kid <laughs> and he's like, fuck, man. That kid's got big lips. Um, and you're, you're talking to a guy who's got big lips. This kid's got big lips. Um, and he's got some weird fucking feathered hair. Like, I was like, is this a little girl at first? Yeah. I and then he talks. Well. And the I, can't overdubbing? Believe, I can't believe he's Italian. And yeah, he's very, um, very. He's um, Northern Italian. Yeah, he must be Northern Italian. Northern Italian. But he's very like. Um, Aryan. Aryan looking. Yes. Yeah. He's like. Uh, <laughs> like almost white hair. Yeah. Blue eyes. Toe-headed. toe-headed. Yeah. Giovanni Frezza was the actor. Yeah. It's like, wow. It's like. And he was in another Fulci film too, I believe. Yeah, he was. Wow. 
He but, was. Uh, I think yeah. he was in Manhattan, baby. But a shortage of child actors, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not his fault for the There's, overdubbing, it, by it, the way. The dubbing is very bad. Yeah. The yeah. dubbing of Bob is like, it was done by like a, woman. a 16-year-old woman. Yeah. yeah. The little... <laughs> oh, okay. That's why he sounds like... I don't know yeah, if it was. Why, that wasn't his voice at all. I don't know if it was done by a 16-year-old woman. It, doesn't he kind of talk like this? Yeah. Kind of. It probably was a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, the inflections. It sounded... Yeah. It was definitely a female voice. I'm just like... Why? Why couldn't yeah. you just have gotten a kid? Like, yeah. I'd almost rather they go back to these movies and redub, re-dub them, them with like real actors. Mm-hmm. Like, let's redub this bitch because that fucker wasn't speaking English. It wasn't like they yeah. were redubbing it like they do with the mom. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were redubbing it because this fucker was like, "Bang a bang, a bang a ding, a bang a ding." Buongiorno, mommy. It's the giorno. It's the giorno. It's the giorno. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to Italy anytime soon. <clears throat> Fuck Bob. So fucking Bob's looking at this fucking picture of this house, right? Oh, uh, Norman's like partner or friend or some fucking other doctor, scientist, <laughs> researcher. I don't know what the fuck he does. Um, he is dead. He hanged himself. Yeah. Because <clears throat> yeah. he was like researching this house. And, and he fucked this chick and she died. <laughs> and then, or he killed her. He killed her. And then mistress, he hanged right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so Norman's like, well, I'm going to go down there. Yep. So the family, like, they, they pick up and they, they go to this house. They, but but, they move but in. Bob looks at a picture of the house. Oh, he's, yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. like a photograph for some reason. Like, uh, there's a, yeah, yeah. There's a he's picture. He's got a photograph and he's like, Mommy, I'm talking to the girl. There's a little girl. <laughs> and this uh, is more like, There's a little girl in the painting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she's, she's like, talking to me. She's like, What? He's like, uh, Bob says the girl told me not to go to this fucking house. Yeah, and the mom's like, "What are you talking about?" And she looks at the picture, and there's no girl in the picture now. Yeah, yeah. But then the girl comes back, and it's like this little red-haired girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you're like, okay, so it's a ghost story now, right? Because you're like haunted picture, mm-hmm. haunted house, haunted. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, and they're trying to like foreshadow. Like, there's a mannequin in the window, and it it turns out it later on like it looks like the babysitter. Yeah, and it's like foreshadowing her death. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so they go to this fucking house and or yeah no they go to this massachusetts and the woman puts them up in this house like, like the, the realtor, realtor. Yeah. yeah yeah and uh the, the guy's like here's the, the frankenstein the, yeah freudenstein, freudenstein. freudenstein. Yeah. <laughs> here's the freudenstein house and she's like it's called the oak ridge manor or whatever yeah, the yeah. fuck's <laughs> name they're trying to cover up yeah, yeah. The we don't fucking... talk about that fucking voldemort like they don't want to say the name right <laughs> yeah and so uh they go to this house and um, the little girl's like, oh, you shouldn't be in this house. And then they get a nanny because the realtor is like, I'll, I'll get you a nanny also because mm-hmm. that's what I do. I do everything around here. <laughs> <laughs> and the nanny shows up and there again, another red herring is like the nanny is like a lot of close up on eyes. Creepy. Her yeah. and Norman have that same look that Bob yeah. and Martha do in yeah. the beyond. We're yep. just like, it looks conspiratorial. They might mm-hmm. be fucking. Right. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I thought so too. I thought that the, the nanny was going to like seduce Norman or Norman got like a boner when he looked at her. Do you I, know what the I, nanny's I, name is? Anne. Oh. Anne. Anne. <laughs> Anne. 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 I, I just got to say something. There, Anne? I just got to say something about that actress. Yeah. She is so gorgeous. Meow. Mm-hmm. All right. All oh right. Oh my God. Well, Ania, Ania Pieroni. All right. Oh, my God. Regardless of how good looking she <laughs> Her is. Her eyes were gorgeous. She, she popped on the screen. She's like, somewhere in the universe, Alan is going, meow. Meow. <laughs> she, <laughs> but she, she like, pries open uh, the door. Just stunning. And she's, like, making noise. And, like, Norman's like, I'm trying to fucking rest here. And he, like, goes down there. And they share this stare yeah. that lasts for, I don't know, 
Three, three minutes? <laughs> yeah, it's an uncomfortable it's just, amount of time. She's in Tenebrae, too. And it goes back and forth, and it's like getting closer on her eyes. And then it's like, he just goes, huh, and he walks away. Yep. Yeah. Well, see ya. All right. Just keep it down. <laughs> Trying to get a nap. Trying to get some goddamn shut-eye. Yeah. <laughs> Between Bob's fucking incessant, the pain talking to me, and you breaking down this door. <laughs> Dude, I just remembered, uh, Bob, you know who he sounds like? Is, uh, did you ever see Tim Burton's Batman? Well, everyone has. Yeah. You remember the, the girl who was like Jack Nicholson's girlfriend? Oh, at the beginning? Yeah. Yes. When she's like, Jack... You told me I could watch you improve oh, that's, the paintings. Uh, Jerry Hall. Yeah, it sounds like her. Maybe it was Jerry Hall. Maybe. She likes big lips. She dated Mick. She was married Mick to Mick Jagger. Jagger. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> she's, she's like, I'll talk the kid. <laughs> I like big lips. <laughs> oh, fuck. So Fucking some weird Bob. shit starts happening and there's a bat. Oh, this fuck bat this bat. Scene. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the worst goddamn scene I've ever seen. It goes on and on so and on. long. Uh, well, real quick though I wanted to talk about this and, and I don't know if this is true I don't know if you guys researched this but um, Lucy's cleaning up the place mm-hmm. I did like one part of, before I get into that one part Norman comes home and he's like Lucy I'm home and I was just thinking <laughs> Lucy I'm home <laughs> I was thinking of fucking I love Lucy I was like that would have been great but anyway uh, she's cleaning up the place and she like pulls this rug and there's a crypt yeah yeah and I was like and then Norman's like yeah Happens all the time. Yeah, houses have those. People used to bury up pe- their relatives under their house because the, the earth was frozen in the wintertime. Now, is that true? I don't know. It could be. I mean, it sounded logical. Okay, if it's true. It sounded like it had some logic. Sounds pretty If gross. it's true, and we move, and we lived back in Massachusetts, okay? Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, guys, I'm going to buy this house. And we went through it, and I'm like, there's a crypt in there. Would you think that was cool? Or would you be like, get the fuck out of this house? I don't think it's cool. You I think would, it's cool? I would, yeah. think, I would think it was cool. I yeah. would want to... I told my wife, I said, I would buy that house in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah. yeah. If there was a crypt in there, think of all the times I could be like, he has another tail. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you were walking around the house, would you... Would you, <laughs> would you step over the crypt? Oh, or I would, would you walk step, around it? I would never step on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, fuck, walk fucking it. idiot fucking realtor. fucking rug over it. Like, that's disrespectful. <laughs> that is disrespectful. I'd put, like, uh, you know, like, chains or, yeah, like, a velvet yes. rope. A velvet rope. <laughs> like a, yeah, with, like, a stanchion or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they did and, like, a little... Andre the Giant when he passed out in that hotel. Sure. put velvet ropes around him. <laughs> but I'd put, like, a little history about it. Like, oh, this is Freudenstein's fucking... Oh, and that's the other fucking thing. The, the wife cleans it up and she, like, dusts it off and she sees Freudenstein. Mm-hmm. And then later on, Norman's like, I wonder where Freudenstein's buried. And he goes to this fucking cemetery, like in New York. <laughs> and the guy's like, he's not buried here. It's like, motherfucker, your wife saw the goddamn tomb back in, in your house. In your house you dumbass. guys need to go to some counseling for yeah. fuck's sake. Yeah. You guys work on your talk. communication. <laughs> work on your communication. Fuck. Not to mention <laughs> that Bob is locked down in the basement screaming bloody murder at one point. And Lucy's yeah. like, Bob? To Bob. your point, Bob? Bob, Bob, is that you? And she just ah! randomly like moses on. Scream, like, now I have kids, okay? And if I hear just a slightest, mm-hmm. like, like that peep, peep like, of like peril. danger, peril, yeah, peril, I'm like up and I'm, what, what's going on? This bitch hears Bob screaming bloody murder <laughs> to let him out of the basement. And she's all, hmm. and with all the shit that's been happening, she just moseys down there. Yeah. And she should be the first to like react. Yeah. Because she has like weird freakouts for no yeah. reason. at this movie. We've already passed it, but I, there's a funny part mm-hmm. where, uh, it's like the real estate agent, that lady, 
like she's driving away. Damned tombstones. And she drives over the tombstones. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's like, like damned tombstones. Like it's nothing. Like so. it's like God. that was in my notes too. I'm like, damned tombstones. Why the? F- <laughs> Who a- would buy this fucking house if that's a big problem? <laughs> I love it. Um, so. Uh, so let's go to the bat scene. So so Norman gets the bright idea that he's gonna. I think this is the same door that uh, Anne was prying. Uh, yeah. The to the basement planks off of that woke yeah. him up from his nap. Um, yeah, it's the door to the basement, and uh, it's locked. And he finds the key and slips a knife in there, like you do. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, someone's getting their hand cut. You, that that'll slip, and you'll cut somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You shouldn't do that. That's dangerous. That's reckless. <laughs> But he pries it open and they go down into this basement. This basement is like a creepy fucking basement. Yeah. Right? Like most basements. Mm-hmm. And they go down there and this bat flies out. And like at first the bat attacks Lucy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, attacks is a loose It just word. gets in her face. And she's gets like, in her ah, face. In her, her hair. hair. Yeah. And she's like, and then Norman just kind of watches her for like five minutes. <laughs> yep. And he's yeah. just like, hmm. Uh-huh. He's oh, thinking like, oh, maybe yeah. I should put a jack the in the box later. <laughs> yeah. Like I heard they have a special like two jumbo jacks with cheese for two ninety nine. Oh. oh, and then he's like, oh fuck, uh, yeah, I'll help you. And like he grabs the fucking bat. The bat bites him, and, and he's it, fighting for ten minutes to get the bat off his hand. Latches onto his hand, and then he's like, yeah, he's like fighting. Like he's not. He's incapable str- of just smacking his hand against the wall or you know striking the bat. Nope. He goes upstairs. He grabs a pair of fucking scissors or a knife or whatever, and he decides I'm gonna jam. The bat's on top of his hand. He's going to stab the bat from above. Yep. I'm like, really you're going to stab your fucking hand, you yeah. idiot. That that fucking... And, that, and then there's blood going everywhere. Blood sprays all over fucking bitch-ass Bob. Blood <laughs> sprays all over the kitchen. Like, he's going... He's bleeding, and he's, like, shaking, shaking his yeah, hand. I'm like, there's, like... Making a mess. Do you ever see the Saturday Night Live, um, like, faux commercial that they used to do? Uh, back in the day and it was for Big Red and it was the Viking yes. and he poured the blood in it and it would just spin <laughs> around. The red. Yeah. Yes. He's big, big, big and he's red, red, red. He <laughs> just spins around and blood goes everywhere. Yes. That was what this was like. So finally kills the fucking bat after 10 minutes and they go to the realtor first before they go to the hospital. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they go yeah, to the realtor do. and they're like, but the realtor lady isn't there. It's the fucking guy. And he's like the most pathetic employee everywhere. He's like yawning. He's all, well. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. He's really weird. He doesn't, he doesn't give a shit. shit. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Well, you know, that's a house. Things like that happen. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, maybe you can go to the doctor. He's, he's probably the most logical character in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't do shit for you. And then they leave and he's like, that fucking Freudstein house. Yeah. Yep. That yeah. goddamn house. <laughs> And that fucking name, every time I heard it, I'm like, so they're going to bring a killer id back to life with lightning. What the fuck is this movie actually about? Ultimately, the babysitter dies. The real estate agent dies. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, the real estate agent. She's the one who steps on the fucking. She gets her foot stuck. Yeah. On the crypt. And she gets her foot foot through. Yep. Yeah. Breaks her fucking leg, I think, even. And then like another eye gouging scene. Yeah. That was was the good one. That was was the one I was thinking of where like the thumb goes into the eye and like pops Mm -hmm. it out. Yeah. That That was was, a good one. That was cool. Yeah. But yeah, the babysitter dies. And yeah, again, like I said, you thought that she was like nefarious, but then all of a sudden she's like getting her head. She's getting her head chopped off. Was it the she's in the bay? Oh, she was in the basement. She got her her head chopped off. Yeah. Let's Bob saw her head like bounce bounce down the the stairs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What was the kill where uh, the hole through the. Oh, no. You know what? That was another. That was New York Ripper. (laughs) Which one? Where the, the hole in the throat. Oh, yes. 
Okay, yes, yes, yeah, yes. that was New York Ripper. I didn't watch that one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the fucking effects, dude. Yeah, the effects were good, but again, long. Yeah. drawn out like the bat scene yeah that was not good effects by I th- the way I think that was cheesy I, yeah i think they were kind of like proud of it yeah the actor super lame anymore the, that, we need to find a reason to spray blood in this bob's face that that actor kept that bat like as a memento oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he should so he must have had fun with it <laughs> yeah. uh, i think no i mean i i did a little research they they ran short so i think they were padding out their time to be mm, perfectly honest longer. they're like uh uh, uh, we yeah. need long. Leather, guys. It was only eighty six minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't, but it long. was going to well, be. And the, the story is there's not a big story. There's not a big movie. story. Yeah. The yeah. Beyond was only eighty eight minutes. So, yeah. um, relatively short films, less than an hour and a half. But uh, yeah, so Norman finds out <clears throat> through I don't know how he like pieces together some shit, and he finds out that Freudstein was actually a mad scientist, like mm-hmm. Frankenstein. Um, and he like was piecing together people, like killing yeah. people or doing some to give weird, him, yeah. to give him he was, eternal life. He was, a, weird. he was a, a surgeon back in Victorian times. Yeah. yeah and, and he finds like tapes of his and then he burns the tapes. Like, no, no, those, no, he found no, those were tapes friends. of his friends. The, the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, but, the tape of his colleague. But, but his friend was seeing like all the stuff that like his friend yeah. was having visions of the stuff that Freudstein was doing. And he was, that's why he yeah. was like, not the children, not the children. <laughs> But why did he burn the tapes? I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) That was weird. Again, not explained. Why was the guy who was um, giving him the stuff at the library, Arthur from the previous movie, why was he like so like, oh, uh, you're here. Uh, uh, I just come on Sundays. (laughs) I come to tidy up. (laughs) Yeah, but he was like. I come to tidy up and to masturbate (laughs) in the bathroom. (laughs) I I just jerked off (laughs) on the pages of the book. It reminded me of Torgo from Manos, The Hands of Fate. (laughs) It's just like a character that you don't need or or you don't need him to be a certain way. I didn't understand unless he was like behind it all. He's the Mm. producer's nephew. But he wasn't behind it all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, I understand putting a bad actor in there just to have him be like, oh, you're here? Oh, all right. Well, I'm going to go get a sandwich. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) But instead they made him like, like he was hiding something. Yeah. 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 And it, it never came to fruition. Same yeah. thing with Anne, the, the mm-hmm. babysitter, hiding something, but never comes into fruition. So I don't know if like... She was so hot. <laughs> I don't know if there's more story to that that could be told, those, those but green I'm, eyes. I'm thankful that it wasn't. Oh. Um, but but she, had, she had a cool kill though. And her head falling down yeah. the stairs. Yeah, that was cool. It was like a fucking yeah. slinky. Yeah. <laughs> comes downstairs and tumbles in pairs. Everyone <laughs> so head. So, so to wrap this slinky. up, basically... Uh, Bob's trapped in the in the fucking basement. Mm-hmm. Norman, Norman comes home. He gets a hatchet, because right because he, he's and, trying to yeah, break in. And, well, and he's as he's breaking down the door, he's telling Lucy everything. Like he has time in his hatcheting to yeah. He hatchets once and he goes exposition. Yeah, Freudstein yeah. was a surgeon. Bob, stay smash, away from the smash. door. Yeah, but meanwhile, he was doing experiments. Meanwhile, Bob's head. Uh, Norman's like, get away from the door because I'm going to hatchet this down, fucking oh, Jack yeah. Nicholson style, right? And fucking he almost uh, hits Bob. Bob, like Twice. an arm reaches out of nowhere and holds Bob's head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the that, hatchet goes in the front. That was It goes dope. behind. Yeah. I thought for sure he was going to kill him. I thought that would have been yeah. great. I would have been that, awesome. That would have been a good ending. <laughs> yeah. like, there was no ghost or anything, and he just went insane and killed his son. Yeah. yeah. So he ends up hitting the hand. They they go Chop to the off basement. the arm, yep. Yeah, they go in there, and then it's, it's Freudstein, who's like, like I guess like reanimated but somehow. He's like a weird looking, like small head, baby yeah. crying. 
Like he cries like a baby. He's really weird. Yeah. And I I guess he's using the victims to stay alive. I think it it was explained. Yeah. And and I guess his widow or like the wife, the now deceased wife, was also a ghost. Like yeah. So she's the red. So the red haired girl's a ghost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And her mom is. She's the daughter of Freudstein. Mm-hmm. Right. And her mom is Mrs. Freudstein. Yeah. And um. And so they find the bodies, like the first, the couple from the beginning, and the, they're all hanging yeah, up on all, meat hooks yep. and shit. Yeah. And then they're dismembered. There's Anne's head. Yeah. Uh, and there's a slab. Yep. You know. And then, um, but they didn't. They didn't know any of this because it was boarded up, and they could. They couldn't get. They in couldn't there. get down. And when they did get down, a bat fucking attacked them. Yeah. yeah. So they they're like, "Fuck this! We're not going in there." Yeah. <laughs> um. So then, uh, ba- or Norman gets it. Norman gets yep. killed. And uh, the mom, Lucy, and Bob. Lucy sees the stairs that go up to the crypt. Yeah. Like yeah. the underside of where the crypt had been cracked. Like the crypt was used to like seal it off or something. Yeah, or or just like, oh, but, it's buried in the basement, so we're just going to put this slab up here. Yeah. I don't know. Like anyway, a memorial. Yeah, so they have the stairs that go up there, and they run up the, the stairs, right? And they're trying to like lift it up, and she can't lift up the stone, and the crack is like mm, three inches wide, and so they can't like fit out of there. Yeah. And then you got fucking Dr. Freudstein, and he starts walking up the stairs, yeah. which takes him... I don't know about seventeen so, minutes. Yeah, <laughs> a third of this movie is him just walking. Yeah, it's to the a stairs. casual stroll, and it's like seven steps. Yeah, and he's just like, I just had a long day. <laughs> got his arm chopped I'm off. Bushed. <laughs> um, so uh, the mom ends up getting killed, mm-hmm. and now it's just bitch ass Bob. Yep. And Freudstein then again has to ascend the stairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but fortunately, Bob is small enough that he can squeeze his fat fucking head. It, he couldn't quite fit. And I couldn't get to, his lips. I said to my wife, I said, fucking lips. <laughs> Gets him every time. Yeah. <laughs> if his lips were smaller, he could fit through. <laughs> oh, if I turn my head sideways, I can get through. Well, he, he gets through. And right at the last minute, Freudstein's grabbing his legs, but he gets yeah. sucked up. And oh. it's the red hair girl. Yeah. May. What about the scene where Freudstein rips out Norman's throat? And Norman yes, puts up zero great. puts up zero fight. Well, yeah, what are you gonna just do? lets it happen. Someone rips out your throat. Yeah. Have you ever I, seen Roadhouse? I block myself. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse? Just go around well, kicking he did everybody. It quick. He rips out that guy's fucking throat. <laughs> Freudstein, not quick like Patrick Swayze. <laughs> do you remember that scene? Yes. In Roadhouse, and the girls like watching him, and she's like, "No!" And he rips out his throat. And, and you, just, you just you don't even see it really happen. You just see him like they show. The bloody, fucking, the bloody fucking trachea in Swayze's <laughs> hand, and you're like, and "Oh girl, God!" And then the girl's like, "I'm not fucking you anymore. You just killed somebody." And then she's like, "No, well, I guess I will fuck you." Yeah, still, why not? You saved my life. Yep. I guess I owe, I owe you. you. And then he's like, "Fuck it, I killed one guy. I'm going across the river and I'm killing everybody." <laughs> but not I Terry, love that movie. But not Terry Funk. Not Terry Funk. <laughs> <laughs> no, he does kill Terry Funk. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, Elvis's bodyguard that that gets killed too. I think um, Red. Elvis had a bodyguard by the name of Red something. Yes. And uh, he was in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. Roadhouse? I don't think I've ever seen Roadhouse. What? I have the DVD. I'll bring it to you. I haven't seen it in a long time. I don't think I've ever seen it. The DVD has audio commentary by Kevin Smith. Dude. (laughs) I love. That's amazing. And Scott Mosier. (laughs) It's fucking awesome. I love the scene where. I know what we're doing for the next episode. (laughs) I I love the scene where. he shows up. Oh, what's the actor's name? The older guy, Sam Elliott. Sam, Sam Elliott. Yeah. Sam Elliott and uh, Swayze show up, and they're they're behind the bar. And is it at the beginning? No, I think it's like in the middle of the movie. And like 
like the the fucking the, those guys, the gang are like yeah. harassing like the the bar owner or somebody. Yeah. And the waitress, then, I think, or some shit. No, it's it's like it's one of the guys. Like it's over, oh, the guy who owns the bar. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. taking beer or something. Yeah. And they're they're being assholes. Yeah, they're behind the bar, and Sam Elliott and Patrick Swayze show up, and Terry Funk turns to them. Like they say something, and Terry Funk turns to them. He's like, "Mind your business, Dad." <laughs> <laughs> and then they kick ass and take names. And Sam dude. Elliott and Terry Funk are probably like the same age. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, and Terry Funk, like when he was thirty, he looked like he was sixty. <laughs> that guy, yeah. that guy, that's what life on the road. He's a bad dude. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So Bob gets lifted out by the fucking little red hair girl. Yeah. And uh, and her Fro- mother's with Fortune's her. mom is there, or the Fortune wife is there. Yeah. And they're like, all right, time to go. Now right, that Bob like, is safe, like it's time to leave. Like, yeah, he's and, not still down there. <laughs> and uh, so they go walking down this road and that's to a, like another world to of the beyond ghosts. yeah so my my take on that was bob actually died and mm-hmm. he's a ghost yeah, now could, and they yeah. just saved his ghostly soul from that house and they took him that's like he, point. he got I hope, killed i hope he's dead <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad his parents are dead <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. bob yeah. not even robert on his birth certificate it just says bob bob all right bootsy what do you got for us <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this fucking movie. I mean, talking about it now was really fun. Just ripping it apart because this movie is a fucking usually, hot mess. It's usually a lot more fun talking about bad movies than <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. watching them. Yeah, especially <laughs> when you watch them by yourself. Th- this I, mean, I had a little bit more respect looking back because they the budget they had was you know ended up being like six hundred eighty two thousand hmm. American. Yeah. Um, the average film in 1980 when they made it was $11 million. So I'm like, all right, I'll give them a little bit of a pass. They, they didn't have as much yeah. money because yeah. it looks different in Lyra because it's 600 million Lyra. Like they should have been able, oh, it's a little over half a million dollars. <laughs> okay. Maybe not so much, but there's just weird shit that happens in this movie that goes nowhere. Like Lucy gets triggered by everything. Like, at one point, it sounds like somebody put on their Disney, like, the Haunted House sound effects album, (laughs) and, like, at 11, and she just has a panic attack and crumbles into a ball of tears, and I'm just like, this this has to be leading somewhere. This has to tie into the Freudenstein somehow. That was weird. Yeah. And, they have and I was one- so tuned out, like by that point, I was like, oh, there's right. fiddle faddle on the table. I've had <laughs> I fiddle faddle too. in years. I saw that too. I said to my wife, I go, oh, look, fiddle faddle. She goes, yum. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing she said throughout the whole movie. Yum. But it, it oh, this, this fucking movie, man. It's just. <laughs> what do you rate it? One. One? Just because Fulci's name is on it, but this movie's a hot fucking garbage fire. All right. Fair enough. Go ahead, Alan. Um, I had never seen this movie. You know, I wanted to pick one that I, I had seen and I wanted to pick one that I hadn't seen. Um, and I'd seen most of his like well-known movies. Um, and this was kind of in that era of like late seventies, early eighties where, you know, he got a lot of like recognition. Um, and I wasn't really crazy about this one because the story's just like it it doesn't flow very well. Um, you know, I think the Beyond had a better flow than than this movie did. Um the the gore was great. I thought the effects were the highlight for me. 
Um, and I think that's with a lot of people when you watch Fulci, like you're really not looking for a story, even though like yeah. sometimes it is there. Um, I think the beyond was a better, a better, uh, story than this. Um, but like I said, the effects were great. You know, everything else was just kind of like, it, it didn't flow very well for me at all. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad I watched it though. Um, and I could see this as being a movie. I'm sure there's someone out there who, you know, remembers this movie from when they were a kid and it probably did scare them and they probably hold it in a high regard. I think there's people out there who do love this movie and, and you know, that's fine. Um, I just saw it late, obviously. I, I had never seen it until now. So it didn't really, you know, hold up that well for me. Um, you know, and I thought it was really too similar to the beyond. I just think the beyond was just a better version of this. I don't even think he really needed to make this movie. Um, but like, in his defense, at the same time, uh, this was written by uh, one screenwriter, and then it was revised by another, and there was kind of conflict over, you know, you know. So it what what the end result became like it just it wasn't that great. Um, Someone improved upon it. <laughs> Not improved upon it, but just changed stuff. Uh, they just stretched it out. Okay, no, I read the same uh, thing. this is too good. I'm, uh, I'm gonna make it worse. <laughs> I mean, you know, like things, yeah, like you know, when you have too many pans in the pot, it, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah, can't yeah. be a Definitely. good thing. So, Definitely. Um, you what know, you got? it's it's unfortunate, but you know, I because I I know he's really passionate about his filmmaking, but I did like the special effects. What do you rate it? I give it a two. Two. Yeah, right. I give it a two. Uh, yeah, this yep. movie was it was painful. Um, oh, and and something I'm sorry, really quick though, like I can overlook like the dubbing and like the voices and that sort of thing, like because I I've seen so many of these to where it's I kind of I you know you're able to tune it out. I come to it, I yeah, I come to you know expect it, and so as I was watching, I kind of like tuned it out and that sort of thing. So I overlooked that, but yeah, I could I could see at the same time where it is. I'm very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there were some things I liked. I, I thought the opening scene was pretty cool. In fact, when it happened, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a fun little movie." Uh, and how wrong I was! Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did like the effects, so some of the gore was pretty cool. Um, I thought there was some good camera work at times, where there were some cool pans and just some cool shots. Yes, zoom ins and stuff. Yeah, yeah. so I thought that was good. Um, the bad, uh, there's a lot, but um, I thought the acting was atrocious, especially Bob, regardless of language or dubbing, was just horrible. Um, I thought the script was completely illogical, made no sense, the dialogue was atrocious. Um, I found none of the characters or performances to be believable. I felt like I was watching a movie, the entire movie, uh, nothing pulled me in. Um, Brett, you briefly mentioned the sound of like a kid crying. Mm -hmm. It that sample plays to like the whole movie. Like yeah. I feel like every like five minutes you hear that. Yeah. That's the doctor. I I thought that was the doctor crying. Like it's that's really him. weird. Yeah. It's like a sound of like a child crying, and yeah. it's really I annoying. It. And they play it over and over and yeah. over. It was really distracting. Um, I thought the movie was just very repetitive. Like oh, someone goes in the basement and dies. Somebody goes in the basement and dies. Like it was just over and over and over. Um, and then the big one is just the constant repetition of every character's name a thousand times. It was <laughs> yeah. so annoying. Yeah. 
Um, I gave it one and a half, so I will never watch this movie again, but it, I, I give it that there's some artistic merit in some of the effects and things like that. So one and a half for me. Well, yeah, I think this is going to make everybody's math a lot easier because I'm going to give it one and a half also. So mm. I think that should probably average it to one and a half. Um, <clears throat> but I, everything that you guys have said right on. Now, I watched this movie before I watched The Beyond. Me too. So I kind of watched them. Yeah, I did too. The reverse order. Yep. Yeah. And after I got done watching this, I'm like, oh, fuck. I got to watch the Beyond now. And then I watched Beyond and I'm like, what happened? Okay. And then I was like, oh, the Beyond must have been made after this. And then I looked into it and I'm like, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> How is this movie, yeah. the shitty quality film stock, the bad acting, the bad, di- not directing, but just the bad film? Yeah. How yeah. is this? after the beyond because the beyond just looked so much better it had a grander scale now maybe it's budgetary reasons Mm -hmm. maybe it's a a million different things but yeah to alan's point he said this movie didn't need to be made you're you're absolutely correct um yeah it's it's unfortunate it could have been so much better it could have been but it was like also following like amityville horror yeah Mm -hmm. and that's what it reminded me of or amityville horror too i don't know what year that came out in but wasn't that the one where the shit was in the basement or was uh, that yeah, three? Pos- I think that's the one. I mean, the possession. Yeah. But anyway, this had stuff in the basement. It was a haunted house. It was in uh, the like the um, New England area. So it kind of gave me that kind of vibe to it. Um, it was less about a gate of hell, which yeah. is what this whole quote unquote trilogy, the yeah. gates of hell trilogy or whatever. So I'm like, mm, I don't really understand that. Yeah. Um, the yeah. good is the, the effects. I like the practical yeah. effects. I thought that they were done well. The music sucks in this movie. And that was another thing I looked into. I was like, when the Beyond started, I'm like, wow, I really dig the music mm-hmm. in right, this. Right. Yeah. And so I looked into it and I'm like, oh, well, did he really, did uh, Fabio Frizzi? Frizzi, I think. Frizzi, yeah. Did, did he do the score for House by Cemetery? Because that fucking sucked. And I looked at it and I'm like, well, no, he didn't. So he did... Uh, City of the Living Dead. He did the Beyond, and then he didn't do this. Yeah, this one. one's called uh, uh, this guy Walter Rizzotti. Yeah, I don't know this guy from. I don't either. But Adam, the music, but the music wasn't very the, good. The music sucked yeah. in this one, and that was one thing that I noticed. And and the incessant kid crying. So yeah, one and a half for me. This movie was just really um, bad. It wasn't the most awful thing I've right. ever seen. Yeah, it's not the worst that I. But I've it's seen. just bad. Yeah, but you know, I, I I go back to those effects. That's why I stand by my two. It's just like those effects effects were so rad and but again like and like that's just, what i was waiting for i know i mean you can't just have a showcase of a i mean you can you can obviously you can yeah. there's a lot of movies that do it yeah especially in the 80s when they were trying to churn out mm-hmm. horror movies yeah like boom 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 right after the other and it yeah. was just gore 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 yeah uh, i mean i mean i could have easily given it a one and a half as well but i, I want to say yeah, mathematically this works yeah yeah one and a half overall so, yeah one and a half overall and i think that's probably the proper rating for this so uh if you have any uh, suggestions for fulci movies that we should watch in the future or have your opinions on fulci movies that we discussed in this episode you can contact us there are many ways you can reach us uh we are the swearwolves on twitter on facebook on the slasher app if you're on instagram we're the swearwolves podcast uh, we're the Swearwolves on YouTube. Uh, we have our website, theswearwolves.com, where you can drop us a line, uh, or you can email us directly at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. All right. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. I'm Bootsy. And I'm a Bob. I'll see you. I'll see Roger Ebert in hell.
No money man can win my love. No it's sweetness that, that I'm thinking of. <laughs> we always hang in a buffalo stance. Oh yeah. That's um that Nina, Nina Cherry. Cherry. She's uh that fucking uh save tonight. Fight the break of <laughs> dawn. That's Eagle Eye Sister. Oh no shit. That's yeah. his sister. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, Eagle Eye Cherry and oh, Nina Cherry. It all makes sense sister. now. Wow. No money man can win my love. We always hang in a buffalo stands. Mm-hmm. So don't get fresh with me. What is he doing? What is he what? doing? Hey, wait. <laughs> is that the gigolo sucker? And what is he doing? <laughs> ah, shit. I just spilled beer on myself like an asshole. <laughs> Icky. Uh, come up, here and get drunk. Look up this IPA.